0: Said, I need somebody strong enough to clear trees and heave bales, yet gentle enough to yean lambs and wean pigs and tend the pink foamed bullocks who will stop his mower for an hour to splint the broken leg of a meadow lark. So God made a farmer. Hello and welcome to the Modern Homesteading Podcast. I'm your host, Harold Thornbrough, and this is episode 83, May 21st. 2018. And today we're going to talk about planting trees and shrubs and less than ideal soil. And uh, I'm changing up the format of the podcast quite a bit. And I want to talk a little bit about that before we get into the topic. Um, what you're going to get is more and less. You're going to get more podcasts per week for a while. And they're going to be shorter podcasts. I'm going to be, uh, I took some questions and answers in our Facebook group. That'd be the Homestead Front Porch Facebook group uh, the Facebook group for this podcast a few weeks ago, uh, I guess it was uh, about three weeks ago now. And I was going to do a full episode of Q and a, I got a lot of questions. I got like 20 questions and, and you know, it was kind of overwhelming to sit down and do all those. And, um, and the reason it's overwhelming is I don't have these big blocks of time to kind of carve out to do these podcasts. And, and to be honest with you, the, the podcast in general, when I do a longer one is, it's hard to, to sit down and, and it usually takes a few hours to uh, From start to finish, show notes, uh, recording, editing, posting, getting everything up. And I thought, you know what? I wonder how much better it would be, and I'm going to try it for a while. Uh, it would be to, um, to do three short episodes a week. And I'm talking like 10 to 15 minute range. Shorter shorter episodes, more of them, and answer questions. Take a question or a small topic uh, per episode And, um, just, uh, answer that and and talk a little bit about that and just try to give you more episodes per week. some of you will like that. Some of you probably won't because you're used to listening to a longer show on a commute or whatever. But for my schedule, it's just probably going to work out best for a while to do this. I'll be able to record several episodes in a week and kind of tie them up for two or three weeks probably. And that's what I'm doing right now. And I just think it's going to work better for my schedule. Now, what I'm going to actually do, uh, our Homestead Forum membership community, I'm actually going to do the, the longer form podcast in there. So those the members of the Homestead Forum membership community are going to get more like the regular podcast. We're going to take a topic. I'm going to have all the updates and you know the homestead updates and all that stuff. And that stuff's actually going to go into the into that um, that show that I do uh, for that group. So um, if you're interested in that that community, you can go to thehomesteadforum.com the And there'll be a link to that in the, uh, in the show notes for this episode. And again, this is episode 83. So you can always just go, whichever episode it is, you, you can always just go to smalltownhomestead.com forward slash 83, because this is episode 83. So whichever episode it is, you can just put in that number at the end and it'll give you that episode. So, uh, episode 83, uh, the question for today's podcast episode came from Alexandra. Alexandra asks, what is the best way to prepare the soil for planting trees and shrubs on property that has hard compacted gray soil with no nice topsoil only enough for grass to barely penetrate and how long uh, would you take before beforehand to prep your tree spot and uh, first I want to just talk about some of the potential problems with this if you if you have a some really hard compacted ground that you're wanting to plant a tree in uh, you might think that some of the worst things are going to be for the roots to cut through now it can and can't. Here, I'll explain that. Um, if if you cut, if you dig the hole properly and spread the roots out properly, it really isn't that big of a problem for the tree itself to spread those roots out. They can cut through some pretty hard soil. Uh, tree roots are tough. I mean, I've seen them bust through sidewalks. I've seen them bust through foundations. I've seen I've seen tree roots do some pretty amazing things. They're pretty tough. They can cut through probably any soil. Uh, one of the bigger problems is going to be digging the hole, of course, because it's going to be really hard. But water i mean you keep it wet enough for long enough it'll soak in and soften it up to where you can work with it a little bit you might even get a pickaxe out or whatever to get it broke loose and you can dig it out um the biggest problem with all this though is uh drainage so you'll want to run a soil drainage perk test on it to do a soil drainage perk test you'll want to dig a hole uh 12 inches deep and approximately 12 inches wide and um and you'll fill it up with water. Now, you want to fill it up with water first. Let it soak down because this is going to give you a more accurate test of the drainage, uh, the perk test for this uh, for your soil. Does it have good drainage or not? Fill it up with water. Uh, let it drain down. Then come back the next day. Now, you'll want to lay like a stick across the hole or something so you can get a good measurement. Get you a, a ruler or a yardstick. Stick down in the hole. Fill it up with water. And all the way to the top, as, as, as high as you can get it. Mark where how much how deep it is. Probably around twelve inches if you dug the hole like you should have. And come back every hour, and every hour mark where the water has drained down to. Uh, ideal soil is going to drain somewhere between one and three inches. Two inches uh, per hour is really is pretty good. One to three is is sufficient. Uh, any slower than that. And you've got a soil drainage issue, and now that's going to get a little more serious, and we're going to have to actually uh, uh, do something to fix that. Also, soil that drains too quickly, sometimes very loose soil. Now, this isn't going to be your problem probably, but soil that drains too quickly it can also be an issue if it just isn't getting the plant enough water, or the tree enough water. So, um, there's some things you might have to do to fix that too. Sometimes sandy soil uh, will do that, and uh, you might have to thicken up your soil a little bit or or water more often. I mean, that, those are your options, um, but You'll want to run that soil drainage perk test just to kind of get an idea of what you're dealing with to get a more accurate uh, um, feeling for what you have there. Now, you say it's uh, no nice topsoil, it's dead soil. Uh, now it, it may have more nutrients and stuff down below than what you, what you see a lot of times, uh, soil, I don't know where you're at, but sometimes soil just gets really sun beaten on the top, but you dig down a few inches and it's better. You'll have some worm activity, some microbial activity, things look better, a little deeper, probably not the case though. It could be very dead soil. Uh, either, either case, I probably wouldn't amend it much in the hole itself. Now let's assume a few things. Let's assume that your, your soil drainage perk test works out and you've got one to three inches. Of drainage per hour, and that's good. Uh, Let's assume that you get you can get a hole dug in it, okay, fairly fairly easy, okay. And now let's just talk about how to plant this tree so we can give it the best success in soil like this. And, And we'll talk here at the end about actually preparing it in advance but i'm going to tell you right now how maybe you could dig if if the soil perk test works out the drainage perk test works out how you could actually get it started right away you'll want to dig a jagged hole and i mean a square hole is pretty good Round hole's very bad, especially in hard, compacted soil, because what you're going to do is you're going to get your roots growing in a circle. It's going to hit that, they're going to turn, they're going to grow into a circle. So a square hole's good, a star-shaped hole's even better. But you want it extremely jagged, as jagged as you can get it, uh, approximately uh, two to three times the size of the root ball. Okay, now in a soil like this especially, you really want to soak that root ball on that tree. Pull them roots out really good. Kind of aim them out in different directions. Get them pointed down in the stars of that hole or in the squares of that hole out to the corners. So then when they hit, they don't turn. They'll just kind of uh, continue to grow outward and straight. Also, one of the one of the biggest problems I see with people planting trees is they plant them too deep. Even in soil like this, uh, you got to be careful not to plant too deep. If this soil... It does have decent drainage. Uh, You don't have to dig the hole super deep. What you want to do is have the root flare exposed to the top of the ground. So right where the roots start coming away from the trunk, that right there should be at ground level. They should be exposed to air. So really, you're talking just a few inches deep. It does not have to be a deep hole at all. And really, you can't tell that without separating a root ball and really washing that root ball off. Because a lot of times at the nurseries, they'll plant them trees all the way up to the graft uh, where they grafted the tree together. And a lot of people bury them as deep as that graft. That's a big no-no. You don't want to do that. A tree can survive, but it's always going to be stressed when you do that. So plant it shallow, uh, get them roots spread out, get that root flare exposed. And, and that's a good start. Now, when you're backfilling, I, I, even in soil like this, I probably wouldn't amend the backfill. I would fill this thing in with the soil I dug out of the hole. Reason being, this tree is going to have to adapt to that. And if you put in soft soil... Around the tree, really soft, different soil. It's liable to have some problems adjusting to the hard soil. Uh, believe it or not, these trees get used to something, and when they hit something, it's like hitting a wall, and the roots will turn. So you want it to you want it to be used to the soil uh, that it's going to be growing through. So I would fill it, backfill it with the soil I pull out of it. Now, here's where I would amend, especially ground like this. Uh, I would want to uh, the entire area where I dug the hole, which is probably about three times the size of that root ball that tree was. Uh, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to put down, I'm going to backfill all the dirt in. It's going to be laying a level. And then I'm going to cover all that exposed soil that I dug out. I'm going to cover that with compost, probably about three or four inches. Okay. And, and I'm going to spread that all around. i will make sure that all that exposed ground, that exposed, uh, softer soil um, has been covered. Now that compost is going to wash down in and it's going to give some nutrients to that tree. And it's going to really help prepare that soil on top of that compost, even though, and, and again, expose that root flare don't put that compost right up on the tree you're going to want to pull that compost back a little bit to where it's exposing those root flares just you know a, a couple inches a few inches away from those root flares just to give it a little bit of space and now you're going to want to cover that with some mulch of some kind you can cover it with straw hay wood mulch um, I mean I've seen all kinds of things but you want to cover that compost and and you know a couple two or three inches of that at least and mount that up again pulling it back from the root flare because you want that root flare to be exposed to some air and if you do that right there you're going to give this tree a really really good opportunity to succeed now now let's say you have a few months and you want to prepare this ground in several places where you're going to be planting some trees you're going to want you're going to want the best soil you can have i'm going to tell you organic material is what you're going to want to do i I actually have experienced this in a place where i never thought i would have had good soil for years back beside my garage. I used to park semis out there. I had a trucking company, and I had an area right there, and I'd even put down a few inches of gravel at one point. And uh, I used to back semis in there, and and for for years I did that this ground was just super hard and compacted and it was like cement where that, you know, where these semis, I mean, you're, you're talking very heavy vehicles being constantly uh, rolled over this ground, very compacted, very hard. Uh, now after a while, I only put one layer of gravel on and after a while that, that rock will kind of sink in and, and, you know, soil will start getting exposed and the the rocks will go deeper. And, you know, and I still kept parking on it, but then after a while I got out, you know, I, I, I sold my trucking business. I quit parking trucks back there and, you know, I kind of let it grow up and turn to grass because all those rocks were kind of pushed down a little bit and it would add a layer of soil back over it. And I'd kind of let it turn back to grass. And I needed a place for a compost bin at one point. So I stuck a compost bin right there. And for probably a year, I'm throwing organic material in there. I'm throwing manure in there. I'm just, you know, and and this, now this compost bin had no floor in it. It was just an open bottom. So that compost is sitting right on that hard compacted ground. Several months later, I decide I want to move the compost bin. I take that compost, and I empty it out, and I take the compost bin somewhere else. And I'm going to tell you, the soil underneath this compost bin, even though it had rocks and all these years of, of compaction put on it, was, was like some of the best garden soil you've ever seen. It was a little rocky. I mean, the rocks didn't disappear, but you could actually stick your hand down in it and feel the rocks. I mean, you could push your hand down through it. It was that soft where you know, the microbial action, the earthworms, the bugs, you know, they were working around those rocks that were working soil down around them and they had really softened the soil. And you could have planted anything in this and it would have survived. It was great soil. Yeah, a little rocky, but it was in good shape. And, and, and I'm telling you that because you could do the same thing with ground like this. You could basically cover it with some compost, cover it with some wood chips, whatever, organic material and walk away for a few months and wet it down real good. Personally, I would do the method that, you know, a lot of of folks do. I would lay down some cardboard, wet it down real good. Uh, I would lay down some compost, wet it down real good, put some mulch over it, wet it down real good, and walk away and forget about it. Um, And when you come back and say you have four or five months and you're not going to plant until fall and you start now, you're going to come back to some really good soil. Really, really good soil there. Really rich, really deep, really soft. It's going to be good. And you're going to be able to dig right into it, and it's going to be full of nutrients and all kinds of uh, all kinds of living action down in that soil. So that's what you can do if you got time to repair. But I'm telling you, most trees would probably survive um, if you if you do it right and you've got good drainage. Now that what I'm telling you about with the uh, the compost and the, or the organic material and, and using that over spot that will fix your drainage problem as well. Um, you can do a soil test. You can do another drainage perk test when you're done. But from my experiences. Uh, that'll that'll give you good draining rich soil by doing that again that'll give you your best chances for that tree to survive in that kind of environment but most trees are pretty resilient and uh, you get you'd have to keep it watered i mean you'd have to water it pretty heavy putting it in ground like that you'd want to go out there every couple days and really soak it and you know for a while until it got good and established and got those roots spreading out a little bit but uh, all in all You can make a tree survive in that kind of stuff. So, there you have it. Uh, Maybe some other folks have some other suggestions they want to chime in in the comment section, but uh, that'd be my advice uh, for uh, planting a tree in. Hard, compacted, gray soil with no nice topsoil. So there you have it. Uh, A couple of recommendations uh, where I would get some of my information from in the past. Uh, There's a book called The Backyard Orchardist. Um, It's a complete guide to growing fruit trees in the home garden, second edition. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. But probably who I've gained the most knowledge from uh, as far as growing and planting trees and just gardening in general is a guy named Howard Garrett, the Dirt Doctor. He actually has a podcast. He has a radio show, but they put it out as a podcast Um, dirtdoctor.com. I'll put the link in the show notes. Uh, and this guy will tell you basically what I just told you about planting trees, about exposing the root flare, about, you know, digging a jagged hole. He'll tell you all this stuff the same way, but he has a ton of other great gardening information and he does like a three hour a day show. <laughs> so this guy is full of knowledge, just a great gardener. Great. Uh, he's really into the organic um, growing methods and uh, he has a ton of information. So I highly recommend checking him out for even more information on, on growing trees, especially. I do want to keep the uh, the homestead life segment uh, in in even these shorter podcasts. Uh, that's a segment where I uh, on each episode I share something that's just better in my life because of homesteading. I mean, homesteading has changed so much in my life, and I want to share that with you and encourage you to just notice the changes. And uh, one of the things this week that I want to talk about is the fact that I enjoy uh, chores around the homestead with my grandson and just the other day we're out we're doing some chores we're feeding the animals we're uh, we're starting some seeds in the greenhouse we're adding some compost and soil to the raised beds and whatever I was doing he was right there beside me convinced he was helping now my grandson is a year and a half old at this point and he's not helping he's not doing much but he's got his little he's got his little trowel and he's in digging and he's you know he's convinced he's helping me and I help him uh, be convinced of that because I just love spending time with him and uh, I love that this is one way in which the homesteading life for me is so much better. Being able to pass on homesteading skills, uh, pass on work ethic, and basically just pass on a love of the lifestyle to my grandchildren. It's a great part of the homestead life, and it's something that's way better in my life because of homesteading. So uh, I do want to tell you folks, if you want to submit a question for the podcast, I'm going to be taking more. I have a few. I'm Covered up for the next couple of weeks, especially. But uh, go ahead and send them in. You can send your questions. And I set up a special email just for this format. It's uh, ask at smalltownhomestead.com. That's A S K, ask at smalltownhomestead.com. Or you can call or text in your questions to our voicemail line. That's at 765 203. Nineteen forty nine, and you can submit questions uh, as many and as often as you like. So, um, I'll all of them probably won't make it onto the podcast, but uh, you know, I'll pick the best ones, and we'll and you can just stay tuned to see if you uh, you hear your uh, your question asked. And all that information is in the show notes. So, if you want to submit a question, go ahead and do that because I'd love. That's what's going to make shows like this possible. And who knows, it might even turn into more than three shows a week if this works out really well. And I just get a ton of questions, and you guys like this format. So uh, we'll, uh, we'll go that route. I always like to tell you about how this, uh, this podcast is made possible, and I mentioned it earlier, and that's through thehomesteadforum.com. Um, those who join our Homestead Forum membership community, uh, they support this podcast, and we really appreciate that. Uh, you can go to thehomesteadforum.com for more information about that and find out about all the great benefits of being part of that community. And we're also always encouraged by those who leave an iTunes review or review wherever you listen. So thank you so much. Again, the show notes for this episode, smalltownhomestead.com forward slash 83. Happy homesteading and God bless. Thanks for listening. To see the show notes for this podcast or listen to other podcast episodes, go to smalltownhomestead.com. There you can also read our blog, connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Google Plus, and take advantage of the many resources we make available to help you along in your homesteading journey. Please share this podcast and help us to carry out our mission of helping others to homestead today for a better tomorrow.